Ah, welcome to the Keep Calm and Run to the Best You, the podcast. I am your host, Tadrice Parker, aka Coach, coaching running, weight loss, and accountability since 2013. Our website is runtothebestyou.com. There, you can find our online coaching programs for beginners and beyond. We're going to show you how walking or running just three days per week can help get you into the best shape of your life empowering our listeners to believe that they can achieve great things. If you are taking up running for weight loss, it will take care of itself as we also will inspire you to keep your nutrition real. Head over to our website and take us up on our seven day keeping it real health challenge. With that, you will be added to our Facebook accountability group for free for seven days. Seven days can change your life. Remember, The thoughts and expressions of this show does not constitute medical advice. Now let's get into this week's show. Ah, welcome to another week of the show, my friends. You could be listening to anything in the world right now, but you chose to press play on episode 62 of the Keep Calm and Run to the Best You, the podcast. And in this week's episode, we're going to be talking about intermittent fasting versus starvation and how this can help you with your running. So our podcast used to be called the Running Intermittent Fasting and Weight Loss Podcast. And just because we changed our name to fit our name of our running program doesn't mean that we're not going to continue on that theme. And guys, I have to let you know that this week has been particularly a challenge for me personally. A good friend of mine had uh, passed away at a young age, 59 years old, but she always carried herself with a young spirit. So I had no idea that, you know, she was even in her 50s, basically, because of how young and vibrant she's always been. But over the last over the last four or five years, it hasn't been the case due to, you know, early, early signs of dementia has just taken over her body and family sometimes would not know where she were, were because she would just walk out and disappear. Just wasn't the same person. And um, we're going to miss her very much. But at the same time, I know that when we are able to see her again, that, and I know that she's not suffering the way that she has been over the last four or five years. So um, this week has been a little challenging for me. Uh, This morning, it was storming like crazy here in New Jersey, thundering, lightning, and I just wanted to go for a run so bad. (laughs) And uh, one of my, my good friends, clients, I was messaging them saying, I just want to go run in the rain right now. The rain is not a problem, but that lightning was coming down pretty fierce. And so he said, unless there's a guarantee that you're going to become a superhero after running in the rain and the lightning, then I wouldn't do it. Right. So uh, I had to listen to that. So it could have been cool. Right. The newspapers could have said uh, man turns into the flash going for his morning run and got struck by lightning. And now he's a superhero. But. It also could have said 46-year-old man got crushed by a tree (laughs) running in the rain. So I I opted to stay home. But 
Uh, fortunately, the clouds parted, the sun came out, and I was able to get a nice run in, and that gives me that energy that I need to record this podcast. And um, one of the reasons in which I so desperately want to help people to not only take up running, but to be very cautious of what we put into our bodies and intermittent fasting is a way to help monitor that when you really think about it, eating for long windows and just not paying attention to what we're eating over the course of eight hours, 12 hours sometimes. You know, if you think about it, you wake up first thing in the morning, you have a cup of coffee with cream in it, you have a little snack to go with it, you, you, you know, you get to the office, they had someone brought in some donuts, so you have a donut, you know. So many things have shown, and then we eat lunch, and we have a on the way home from work snack. We eat dinner with the family. We watch some NBA or ladies watching some late night shows, and just eating, having some wine and crackers and cheese. We could have been eating for twelve hours, fourteen hours, sixteen hours. All right, so we intermittent fasting. We're going to go into what it is and how it can help you kind of cut back some of that. But then within our program, I kind of help us to focus on eliminating some sugar. And it's not that you have to do it for the rest of your life, but I do things like a seven-day challenge. We turn it into a 30-day challenge so that you can see what your body is capable of by eliminating the inflammation in your body. Eliminating sugar and grains will help with the uh, inflammation in your body. Fran Champion talked about he was able to uh, he's a retired construction worker who was able to move his fingers for the first time without Advil and Tylenol for the first time since 2015. That's five years ago of every day taking uh, Tylenol or Advil just to move his hands. But eliminating the sugar for about 7 to 14 days, he's noticed the difference. This inflammation, my friends, is creeping into our brains, which is bringing on early dementia and Alzheimer's and I'm not saying and I'm not equating that to my friend who we just lost but with my research and continuing to look at the studies these are some of the effects that is bringing on early Alzheimer's and dementia so um, once again I'm doing this uh, episode with a little heavy heart but my faith you know and uh in the scriptures, there's going to be a time, Revelations 21, 3 and 4, says that God will wipe out every tear from their eye and death will be no more. Neither will pain or suffering. The former things will have passed away. So we look forward to uh, those times, right? So let's get into the meat and potatoes of this episode. It says um, one, one of the things that it comes across is people ask questions. And oftentimes they ask the question, what is intermittent fasting and how is it different from a starvation diet? Um, if you are a runner, you may also be asking, can IF help me in my running or will it hurt due to the lack of food? Because I've always been taught I need to eat something to fuel my run. Well, guys, once again, in this week's uh, podcast, and you can also read the written blog as well on our website. We're going to tackle those questions. Um our opinions do not substitute for advice of your medical profession. So before partaking in anything, you might want to check with your doctor 
to make sure that uh, IF will be good for you. However, some doctors may be old school. Maybe they don't believe in it. And so get a second opinion if you need to, because the research shows so many good effects, right? Um, Many doctors are on board with it. They have seen people able to reduce the inf- the not only the inflammation in their body but also be able to lower their their diabetes like they don't have to take as much insulin they have to adjust their medications they they are noticing more stabilized blood sugars due to taking on this this lifestyle so guys at this time I also want to ask you um, I want to ask you if you listen to our podcast on Apple Podcasts, please rate and review our show. Uh, it helps the show get rated. And, and, and if anyone's looking for a healthy podcast to change their life, your comments, right? So rate it. Give us a four or five stars, three, whatever you would like to rate it. And please put write a review as to what you receive from our podcast and perhaps that will help someone press play on one of our future episodes and we thank you so much for all those that have done so uh, have rated and reviewed the show so far we thank you so much we are on episode 62 every single week i have have not missed a week yet we give you one episode every sunday and i look forward to continuing to do that i have a lot of topics coming up down the pike and we appreciate that has any of the previous episodes helped you at all please uh email me feel free to connect with me to drees parker on facebook and if you're not on social media no problem email coach to at gmail.com i would love to hear from some of your success stories and or if you have a question leave a question that i can answer in a few future episode so let's tackle this first question What is intermittent fasting and how is it different from starvation? Well, IF is a way of eating that calls for alternating between fasting and eating at specific times of the day. IF is different from traditional diets that it's not about what you eat specific. Like, you know, I may encourage people to cut out the sugar and the grains and stuff like that, but this isn't a quote unquote diet, as it were, where you have to you know, um, eat specific food groups. It's about that time restricted eating. So intermittent fasting is all about eating your meals during a certain time frame and fasting for the rest of the day or night. Um, have you ever heard of someone tell you that I don't eat past 6 PM, right? Whether they know it or not, that's a form of intermittent fasting. That person may talk about how they naturally will feel better by doing this. And as a bonus, they have lost a few pounds along the way. So there it is. That person may wake up and eat breakfast at 7 a.m. or 8 a.m. And boom, they have already fasted for 13 or 14 hours. Some of the benefits of doing this is better sleep, less bloating, and they experience more energy. And they have given their digestive system time to recover. And there's more benefits than that. That's just scratching the surface. And so... I heard an interesting quote in this book that I'm reading this week. It's called Fast, Feast, and Repeat. That's the book by Jen Stevens. I want to uh, put that in our morning motivation read list. And the quote says, uh, intermittent fasting is a health plan with the side effect of weight loss. And that 
I love so much. It's a health plan because like I said, I help clients one-on-one. I do. We have group training. We have uh, run a 5K training for anyone out there that would like to run their first 5K. We have that on our website, able to, uh, we've been helping local members and with the podcast now, now we're starting to reach people like Mandy and, and uh, Tammy and Danielle and Amy and just to name a few that we have started to help online. And so, but we also have one-on-one, uh, ne- my next level coaching clients, some of them have diabetes. And by practicing intermittent fasting, and then when they break their fast, I do try to help them to make the best decisions when they break their fast. Lisa Diaz, once again, her doctor said, whatever you're doing, I've been trying to help you to lose some weight for a while now. I've been prescribing you these medications, but whatever you have been doing over the last few months, we want you to continue to do that. All your numbers have been dropping. So when I was in a uh, health coaching business, when I was working with a nutrition company, you were not allowed to say certain things because it was against the rules. Now I don't, you know, sell nutritional products. I just help by means of my coaching and giving that motivation and that support. And so I am so pleased that that doctor was able to tell Lisa Diaz this this uh, amazing thing. So that kind of leads me to my next question that we're going to tackle, and that is, can intermittent fasting help me lose weight? The short answer is yes, but we want you to be patient. Rome wasn't built in a day. So whatever weight that you may be trying to lose, that didn't come over in just a week. That didn't come on in just a week or 30 days. But IF is linked to weight loss because if you are purposefully closing your window, I'm giving that example again at 6 or 7 p.m. and not having those usual late night snacks, then you are naturally cutting out those calories without you having to count calories all the time. This process forces your body to turn to the fat stores in your cells for energy. Insulin levels decline during your fasting period, and once glucose is depleted, the body burns your fat for fuel. That sounds like a good recipe to me, guys. I recommend this method to uh, the members of our running program that I teach locally and online. I use it as a one-two punch to the gut, literally, right? So think about it. You stop eating at 6 p.m. one evening and wake up at 6 a.m., and look into the mirror. Some people, if you do this as an experiment, you will notice that, wow, I got a flatter stomach, right? So when you run in a fasted state, say you stopped eating at 6 p.m., you woke up at 5.30, 6 a.m., you went for a nice two, three-mile run, just something easy, didn't have to be killer, you ran for 30 minutes. You are burning straight fat. Not no pre-workout calories that you just took in. So don't wake up and then have a cup of coffee with cream in it or drink that pre-workout shake or that pre-workout thing that's going to give you that fuel, right? Just go out. If you have to have something, have black coffee, nothing in it. That will not break the fast. But having cream in it will. So for years, experts will tell you that you can't target belly fat. But once again... IF allows our bodies to run off of fat for fuel instead of those small six meals a day or um, which causes that insulin spike. 
Another added bonus is that when we are in that fastest state, you develop ketones, which, which will help your mind think clearly. A clear mind that we can use to stay on focus, on task, whatever our, our day calls for. And also with that clear mind will help you say no to that office donut. I like that. For our last question, I actually took this, uh, this last question to Facebook to this group that I belong to. And I got some opinions from other runners from around the world. We're going to take a break. And when I come back, we're going to uh, discuss, can intermittent fasting help me with running? Let's take a break. I'll be right back, guys. Hey, guys, it's Coach with a special announcement. I'm excited to let you know that our Keep Calm and Run to the Best You 5K that was scheduled for September 5th has now been moved to a virtual 5K. So I am slightly bummed by that because I really wanted to be one of the first races, the first live events back in the town since the COVID-19 hit. But due to safety precautions and COVID-19 not going anywhere, I am going to embrace this opportunity to have this virtual event. And when I mean event, I don't want it to be just any virtual race. Yes, you can sign up to a virtual race and you'll get a, a special shirt and a medal in the mail and things like that. You could turn in your times, but I really want this to be fun. And I want to use the platform on this podcast to spread the word. Our race, we donate a portion of it to uh, help disabled children in our area play baseball. And I know that friends like Amy and Bill Zabrowski from California, they, they might not be able to come to New Jersey to participate in this, but they can participate in this 5K, with this virtual 5K. And then we got Tammy that listens to the podcast. Her and her friends can get together. Danielle Selesey from Minnesota can get some friends together. And what I'm going to do that make it, make it different from most virtual runs is that I am going to open up a Zoom room for the community from across the country to get together and be able to meet each other before the race. Now, we're also not going to have the time to complete the race very long. The race was scheduled for September 5th. We want you to run it on September 5th, and we're going to have a four-hour window to complete it. And what that means will be the race is supposed to start at 8 a.m., so many of us will take off at 8 a.m., and then you, um, you finish the race, submit your time and a picture. <laughs> and I look forward to all those pictures with smiling faces. Submit your time and your pictures. And you have until 12 p.m. to complete the race. Just four hour window. All treated just as if it was any other race. Giving you a little leeway for those that like to sleep in a little bit. But in that four hour window, I will collect all the results and we will, at a specified time, reopen up a Zoom room for everyone to come together for the award ceremony. That's right. I am going to give away some prizes. I'm also going to give away first place overall male and female and potentially some certificates will be emailed to you as if you place in your age group. So it's going to be a lot of fun. I'm looking forward to it. Please help us spread the word. It's the Keep Calm and Run to the Best You virtual 5K on September 5th.
Okay, guys, so I'm looking forward to that virtual race. This is something that I am going to start to really embrace, the virtual race. <laughs> there will be a virtual race, a 5K, on October 17th. Now, it's a part of the Atlantic City Marathon Series. Every year for 60-some years, Atlantic City, New Jersey puts on a nice uh, marathon series. I had the privilege of speaking at the event last year, my first time ever. And um, this year I got asked to be on the board. So I'm very excited about that. I started this business as a Couch to 5K program. And last year I was able to bring about almost 10 people to running their first half marathon with me to the Atlantic City Marathon Series. So that was a very special moment. But as we know, with due to the COVID-19, all these races have been turned into virtual events. I got asked to be a part of the board. So I'm looking forward to my first meeting with them next week to give them some of my ideas. But the October 17th 5K is something that I want to start training a group for. And when I say a group, I am talking about either locally here in New Jersey and or those around the world here that would like to virtually run this race with us on October 17th. So August 25th will start a new eight-week 5K transformation. If you guys are interested in listening to what an eight-week transformation can look like, listen to last week's episode with Gabrielle. Uh, she's been through the program. She got some amazing, uh, experienced a, an amazing transformation over eight weeks. And right now we're currently working with Angelina from Cape May, New Jersey. She has not been able to meet us in person, but she too is experiencing her own transformation. So I'm excited about it. Looking, We'll leave links in the uh, show notes for you guys to sign up for that. Take advantage of the early bird pricing as well. And any listeners of the podcast, if you notice, we do not have any official sponsors. So if you would like to make a contribution towards uh, our podcast, it would be greatly appreciated. We also will leave that in the show notes as well. So let's get to answering our last question for this week. Can intermittent fasting help me uh, in my runs? Okay. You already know the answer to that based on how I addressed the last two. Of course it can. Now, everyone is different. And with anything new, you want to make adjustments. Some may perform best in an eight-hour fasted state. And if I haven't done so already, so if you're new to intermittent fasting, we talk about eating windows. You fast for 16 hours with an eight-hour eating window. So obviously, we live on planet Earth. You got 24 hours in a day. How many hours are, are you specifically going to eat is it an eight hour window six hour window four hour window if you're new you want to maybe do 12 to 14 hours if you are looking for the best bang for your buck with weight loss you want to do 16 hours or more um, but again you may need to ease into that don't just jump into that right and so when it comes to running for experienced runners or even beginners some may perform best with an eight-hour fast, so meaning, all right, I know me personally, 
When I go to do my races, if my race is on Saturday morning at 8 a.m., I close my window Friday night at 8 p.m. so that I am performing and running in a fasted state of 12 hours at least, okay? Um, that's, that's what I love to do. One of my fastest mile times came on a 19-hour fast. And this was <laughs> during the evening after work. My time was 6 minutes and 58 seconds for that mile. Um, and that's fast for me, guys. All right. My personal best for the mile was 6 minutes and 55 seconds. So, and that was an early morning run in which I got 6.55. That was during the fastest state, too. So, I've been practicing intermittent fasting for two plus years now, and I love it. And I noticed a big difference in my runs. Once again, when I started out fasting, I wasn't doing 20 hours like I do now. 20 hours is my sweet spot. I fast for 20 hours basically a day. Some weeks I might only fast for 18 hours. Some weeks it might be 17 hours. But I... Leading into any of my races, I definitely hit my 20-hour mark because I'm trying to make sure that I am running at my optimum sweet spot. And so 20 hours for me is my sweet spot. I like to eat uh, anywhere from 4 p.m. to 8 p.m. Once again, guys, you have any questions about this, please don't hesitate. Uh, go over to the show notes, click on that email, or head over to our website, runtothebestyou.com, and read the blog that goes with this you will see some pictures of me and my runners actually I, I included myself with my runners on a track one day you'll be you'll you'll get to see that that's awesome um so as i mentioned there's some weeks where i will fast for less than 20 hours right i don't want you to feel like you have to watch the clock if it's saturday morning and the family's eating breakfast at 10 a.m but you plan to break your fast at 12 no worries, break your fast early, all right? I'm not going to come and arrest you. <laughs> and so uh, to make things real simple, guys, I um, use an app called Zero, and I simply tap the button to start my fast and tap the button to end my fast. My last bite of food or drink that has calories in it or, um, you know, maybe it's tea with apple cider vinegar before I go to bed, you know, apple cider vinegar, I just learned this week will break your fast. So therefore, I'm going to have my apple cider vinegar at night instead of in the morning before I go to bed. And that way I get all the health benefits of the apple cider vinegar. And the last sip I take after dinner, boom, I press the button, start the fast. This is much easier than tracking every single calorie that I used to on my fitness pal app. And so what I did was I created a YouTube video to show people how to use the zero fasting app. Once again, that will be in the blog post. Okay. So you don't have to take my word for it. I got some thoughts from other runners from around the country. All right. And the question that I posed in the uh, running motivation group that I belong to on Facebook, the question was, does anyone have a great intermittent fasting story that helped you perform well at a race? Adam says, my story is in the making right now. So to Adam, I want to say that with those blank pages, you're going to be able to fill it with some amazing results. I'm glad that you are saying that your story is in the making. And guys, all of us that are listening, even if you are a, an experienced runner, 
your story is still in the making. My story is still in the making. I am so happy that actually I have been able to jot these things down in order to share my story with you. So if you are not taking notes on how you performed on a certain run, make sure that you are doing that. Okay, make sure I wouldn't have these stats to tell you I fasted for 19 hours and turned in a 655 mile. I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have had that if I didn't track it. So track your journey. Adam, track everything that you're doing, my brother. Next, Roy says, research the winner of the first modern Olympic marathon. Now, this is something that I wanted to do before I recorded this show. I have not done so yet. So let's take a moment to uh, research what Roy said. Research the modern Olympic marathon. Let's see. Let's see what we find there. Irene says, Irene Smith, she says, I was going to have one until the pandemic canceled the half right before I was supposed to run. Honestly, I have never felt better running as I do now that I fast. I have been doing it for a year and a half now. I have lost about 25 pounds and running is so much easier now. I have way less digestive issues during long runs. Winky face emoji. You know what I'm saying? That's serious when they put the winky face emoji. Irene, shout out to you. I'm sorry that your race had got canceled. Uh, I hope that it turned into a virtual one and you were still able to run it hard and strong anyway and feel proud about accomplishing that. I actually ran my fastest half marathon to date when our spring April Fool's marathon got canceled. I kept this crazy mindset as if it was still going on. I ate right. I intermittent fast. I, I put on the same sneakers. I, ran, I went out there and ran the course even in even during the rain because it was supposed to be ran on April 26th. I was going to run it on April 26th and I did and I crushed my time even in the wind and rain. And guys, um, once again, go back to some of those episodes of the podcast and you will hear how I was able to do that. And I want to encourage you to continue to do that as well um, so that you add to your story. But I can so relate to the digestive issues during long runs. See, again, you may have been taught to, you know, when I worked with the nutrition company, oh, this will help your runs, you'll be faster. And it did, but I had to allow like two hours to go by or else, like I will take the pre-workout drink and then I will go for a run and then I'll be doubled over in the woods somewhere. I know, TMI, trying to figure out, should I, should I, uh, use my socks? <laughs> Do I just run home with no shirt on? What, what can I use? Because this stuff has me in pain, doubled over in the woods somewhere. No longer do I have digestive issues during runs because I run in a fasted state. Look at that bonus. She lost 25 pounds, right? That is amazing. Angela says, you have to think about training your body to run on fat or run on carbs. Read into it before starting. And so perhaps you guys need to read into it before starting and you're reading this article, but don't just take my word for it. I'm sharing with you other people's experiences, but continue to do your own research. You are the best advocate for your body. And what she is saying is, do, and really take time to see if it makes sense. Your body is running off of glucose and from the carbs that you're taking in. And the carbs can be even the healthy carbs. I mean, you can eat tons of vegetables and get carbs from that way. Sweet potatoes get carbs from that way. But some people will have 
a bagel with peanut butter on it. Those carbs, that's what you're running off of. And if you're running off of that, think about it for a moment. You had a half a bagel with butter and peanut butter. And those calories were about 400 calories. 190 calories for the uh, Skippy all-natural smooth peanut butter on uh, 150 to 200 calorie half a bagel. Thomas buttery bagel, right? And now you went and ran, but you only burned four or 500 calories. I ran today, I ran five miles and I burned about 700 calories. Did I tap into my fat stores when I ran on those 700 calories? Not if I had a bagel with peanut butter on it. And so like uh, this person is saying here, um, you, you want to decide what, what, what are your goals, right? So maybe someone don't mind running on carbs. They feel good that way. So they eat that big pasta bowl the night before a race or, or uh, you know, have something carb loaded before they run. That's outdated, guys. You don't need to carb load before uh, your big event, all right? And again, that's my opinion. You may feel differently, and uh, that's what makes the world so great, right? We can have different opinions like that. So Brian Peter says, yes. I ran my fastest ever marathon in an 18-hour fastest state. No food or water needed on the run. The end. Winky face emoji, fist pound emoji, heart eyes emoji, thumbs up emoji. So that's, once again, that's four times serious. That's even more than a winky face, right? So uh, I said, man, I, I might need to get you on a podcast, right? And he said he's available for autographs and everything, man. And Brian got a nice personality. Shout out to you, Brian. Appreciate your thought, man. 18 hours fasted. No water was needed on the run. On on these runs, guys, they have all kinds of gel packs. They have all kinds of, uh, you know, sports drinks with sugar and all that stuff in it. Do you need it? Obviously, Brian didn't need it. Let's go to Danielle. She says, I don't have a specific story per se, but I have intermittently fasted for over a decade now. And when I'm strict to my fasting, my race times have been better. So this is a person that monitors that. She could tell the difference. Thank you for that comment. Viola says, I ran my last full marathon around 13 to 16 hours fasted, consumed only water during the race, and waited until 7 p.m. that evening to eat. Finished that race with a time of 2 hours and 52 minutes. 634 per mile. Oh my goodness. That is beautiful. Keep in mind that's it. Uh, excuse me. Keep in mind that it's much easier to run in a fasted state when your body is fueled by ketones versus carbs. All of my training runs up to 23 miles are 18 to 24 hours fasted. So come race day, I'm not trying something new. So much, so many good nuggets in the things that she has said here. 13 hours, 13 to 16 hours fasting, only consuming water during the marathon. She turned in a time of two hours and 52 minutes, 634 per mile. That's faster than some people can do the half marathon in. Um, she talked about the ketones. I, I mentioned earlier in the podcast about you are able to think clearer. You can get into ketosis without eating a keto uh, lifestyle just by intermittent fasting 
depleting your glucose over the course of time. In her situation, she she has very long fast, and then she runs, and then what? Then she runs in that fasted state. She is in ketosis, and <laughs> I like how she says that come race day, she's not trying something new. So this isn't this isn't something that oh man, let me go try that tomorrow, and then you pass out somewhere. <laughs> We're not saying that. We're saying that we all can gradually get used to the idea of IF and then running in a fasted state. You can have something to eat afterwards if you like. However, so many times we, we are um, able to burn even more after the workout. Notice that I guarantee you that she ran that race. A marathon starts in the morning. She still didn't eat until 7 p.m. that night, continuing to get the effects. And, and Viola, I'm pretty sure she's not in this for the weight loss. Some people come to the intermittent fasting for the weight loss, but they stay for all the health effects and all the benefits that they get from it afterwards. So I like that so much. Actually, I saved the best for last. To me, that was the best comment. And thank you, Viola, for sharing that. Um, I thank all of the individuals that added to this experience and shared their experience with us. And I'm able to share it on the podcast for everyone to hear. Uh, I also thank all the listeners and the readers of the blog on on our website. Um, If you enjoyed our content, please share it with a friend or family. You never know who may be inspired by it. And if you are a runner and you would like to get some help reaching out for a higher distance, maybe you're a 5K runner would like a 10K schedule. Maybe you're a 10K and would like to run your first half or full marathon. Reach out to us, fill out that content, uh, our contact us form, and maybe you can subscribe to our ca- monthly accountability group. You'll be added to our Facebook accountability group. We have what we call our health connection calls on a weekly basis, and we, we will also personalize a schedule for you to run and reach out to your next uh, goal race, all right? If any of you guys know of anyone interested in running their first 5K, We would like to invite them to our new, I mentioned it earlier, our new eight-week 5K transformation program. They'll get, for our local New Jersey members, they'll get 16 in-person coaching sessions. Or if you are online, you can take advantage of the online schedule that I will provide for you. I will send you some personalized videos. So basically, you're going to get my coaching. It's available to you. Your registration to this eight-week 5K transformation program will include registration to your first race, right? So we'll get that virtual 5K race. We'll pick that out, register it for you. You'll get our team shirt sent to you in the mail, a certificate of completion. You'll also, that person will also be added to the Facebook accountability group, have access to the weekly health connection calls with me, Coach Tadris, and friends from around the country. And all they have to do is click on the Run a 5K that you will find in the show notes. Once again, thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. Remember, we are just one walk or run from a good day, a good week, a good life. So keep calm and run to the best you, my friends. Talk to you next week.